morning or afternoon. Welcome to the Gabria Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Pranjic, Senior Manager of Workforce Development at Gabria. I'm joined today by Brandon Smith, our Associate Director of Safety, Health, and Security. Today we'll hear from Milton Grognard, President of the Louisiana Construction Education Foundation. Milton will tell us about the foundation and its goals, as well as how this foundation aids in the development of craft professionals in our region. Before we start, we want to recognize Gabria's 2021 Platinum Level Annual Sponsors, Alliance Safety Council, Eastman Chemical, Great River Industries, MMR, Performance Contractors, and Triad Electric and Controls. Well, Milton, welcome to the Gabria Podcast Set. Can you start us off by giving us an introduction? Sure. Well, good morning, Jessica and Brandon. Uh, thank you for having me here today. I'm Milton Grunyard with Cajun Industries. I'm Executive Vice President. Cajun's a nationally recognized procurement, construction, and engineering firm. We provide services to some of the world's largest companies, most of which are your members, actually. The majority of our work comes from petroleum, chemical, power, infrastructure markets, Our self-performing core competencies are deep foundation, civil, mechanical, pipe fabrication, marine, and engineering. I've been with Cajun for 35 years. It's part of my extended family, and as is this industry. So how did you find yourself getting involved with LCEF? Well, uh, Jessica, as you know, our market is loaded with opportunities, and one of the main challenges we have as contractors and owners alike of the facilities is, is recruiting talented craft men and women. I began my involvement with LCEF at its infancy some eight to 10 years ago. A group of contractors in our market several years ago thought that we needed to do something more to entice young men and women into our industry. Your organization, actually, Gabria, was very instrumental in encouraging us to seek alternative financing. As a result, several of our stakeholders provided seed money to begin a finer focus of increasing the quality and number of educational opportunities in Louisiana as it relates to, to craft professionals. I must give credit to Art Five of Performance. Mm-hmm. He was a huge reason for our financial success. There are many others that are included in that basket, uh, and I'm going to name a few ISC, Louisiana State Licensing Board, Entergy, Floor, Dow, Triad Electric and Controls, Cajun, Pala Interstate, among many other stakeholders in our industry. Okay. Currently, I'm chairman of LCEF, and uh, I've served as board member and treasurer previously. So, Milton, I've heard of LCEF, but I'm not necessarily fully in the know of everything that they do and who they are and who the makeup is. Could you give us a little bit more background on the organization? Well, sure, Brandon. LCEF is it stands for Louisiana Construction Education Foundation is a consortium of industry-wide construction stakeholders, including contractors, owners, suppliers, and quasi-governmental members. Our mission, to expand a little bit upon it, our mission is to secure funding and other resources necessary to provide education for careers in construction. We collaborate with public and private educational entities that support Louisiana construction workforce. We also focus on educational programs for youth, the underserved, women, and other non-traditional construction students. So basically, this is a way for folks to fund their entry into craft training. Is that right? Yes. 
LCEF has focused on seeking grants that enhances craft training. And as we talk today, I will provide you with some examples of that. So in a nutshell, how would you say LCEF as an entity really helps companies in this industry? Well, Jessica, because the focus of LCEF is to provide opportunities to those that would otherwise not have them, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the underserved, right. and attracting and enticing students that choose a construction as a career, that there are so many reasons why those that don't elect to go into a four-year university should consider craft education as a career. And, I, and I'll give you a, a few reasons. First, you get an education that's costs very little. Sometimes, and most of the time, it's free. Yeah. Second, there are job openings all over in most crafts. Thirdly, the construction labor market has more demand than supply. So wages are steadily increasing. And uh, I will tell you, it's my experience that we have welders, pipe fitters, operators, and a host of other crafts that, that are making in the high fives and six-figure incomes. And then the, the last point that I'd like to make that is often overlooked, the upward mobility of a craft in the craft ring mm -hmm. uh, doesn't stop really until business ownership, if that's your dream and desire. Right. There are example after example of those that have started out in the craft ranks and ended up as supervisors and construction executives and even business owners. So... No, my, Jessica is probably going to get tired of me telling this story, but, you know, the craft training thing I find so interesting because uh, I went the four-year university route. Right? My background's in occupational safety, health, and environment. My little brother, though, had a completely different path. He went to ABC and went through the electrical program, started actually uh, at one of the local ABC chapters, but then moved to Nashville to finish off in the, the chapter there. And he's a few years younger than me, and he actually sent me a picture yesterday. He just he's wiring his first million dollar job as a business owner, right? So he's 29 years old and has his own business, moving from residential into commercial, and then eventually wants to get into industrial. So he chose a very different path than me, and he's and he's been very successful, really because of ABC. And while he didn't have the opportunity to go through like the LCEF program. Just the value of craft training has just it just blows my mind how many opportunities there are out there for folks that have a different skill set and different interests than going those you know kind of quote unquote traditional paths, which I think we've been misled to believe that mm -hmm. that, that was the only path. It's sure, no. stigmatized. Yeah, and, and that's a precise example of the last point I made is that what we as industry professionals have not done well is sell that part of our industry. As a craftsperson, I, I can tell you that on LCEF board, there are a number of board members who started off in the craft ranks. And there's no limit to upside if you so desire. Not many industries can, can do that. And then the other point about your brother using associated builders and contractors training, you can do it anywhere in the country because their educational system carries across the country using a NCCER certification. So, good point. I'm pretty familiar just with my role here in Cabria with this story about the opportunities that are out there. And I know, thankfully, thanks to ABC's Pelican chapter and LCEF, a lot of the contractors in the area have, have influenced some of the high schools in the area 
educating students about these opportunities and even sometimes sponsoring students through this training so that as soon as they graduate high school at 18, a lot of them are able to work for these companies making more money than I made after my four-year bachelor degree, which cost however much college tuition costs, right? It's, I think, something that really needs to be understood, and I think that message really needs to be shared out there because, you know, the high schools that have that partnership with the contractors sort of have an end, but what about for those who don't? And that's where I think maybe a system like LCEF can really come through to help those who might not be able to be sponsored by a contractor because they don't go to a high school that's sponsored by that contractor to help them get their foot in the door as well. So that kind of leads to my next question. How does LCEF help members of our community? You know, your comments earlier, so the audience knows that the LCEF is not ABC. Right, right. But ABC is a recipient of the benefits of LCEF. Now, there are a number of board members on LCEF that are also ABC members. Mm -hmm. But to, to answer your point about the broader community, I mean, LCEF invests in community schools and educational facilities uh, in the Gabria geographic area. For example, we've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in various school districts to improve their delivery system of craft education, such as welding and pipe fitting and electrical trades, among others. Some areas specifically, the grants have gone to, through LCEF, Central High School, City of Baker, Women in Construction, uh, which was a sponsor by Dow, Zachary High School, Livingston Parish, Ascension Parish, St. James Parish, and more recently, uh, LCEF has done some partnering with LCTCS, which is the Louisiana College Technical System. You talk about some of these numbers of these contributions and so on. I mean, this is not insignificant by any means, right? These are significant amounts of donations. Not donations. Is that really the right way to say that, or is it? Well, I would say it's grants. Grants, grants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We we've done quite a lot of good work. I haven't added up the grants, but I said hundreds of thousands of dollars, and clearly it's been hundreds of thousands of dollars. It may be approaching a half a million dollars. I really haven't done the uh, the homework of, of adding up all of our grants. But we, we've been doing good work. At the same time, we are making sure that we're good stewards of the corpus of the LCEF financial condition. All of that is part of the equation of the grants that are issued. Let's take a moment to recognize one of our platinum sponsors, Eastman Chemical. Eastman Chemical's Louisiana site is located on Highway 30 in St. Gabriel, and produces a range of amines products used in the food, feed, and agricultural markets. Eastman Chemical celebrated its 100th year in 2020 and aims to deliver an innovation to enhance quality of life. Eastman's products make life easier, safer, and better for people all over the world with world-class technology platforms delivering differentiated solutions in areas like transportation, building and construction, consumables and textiles, consumer durable goods, and animal nutrition and crop protection. Eastman site manager Tim Harris also sits on Gabria's board of directors as our vice chair. We want to thank Eastman for their support of Gabria as well as the community.
so what's the latest with LCEF? What are some of the latest grants that you guys have given or programs that you've done? Well, as I stated recently, uh, LCEF is is financially strong. We're always balancing what we can provide to the community while protecting the financial strength of the foundation. But recently, we completed our second year of awarding scholarships to 26 students in the Jumpstart program. These kids have earned a high school diploma and are enrolled in pathway uh, to construction through LCTCS. And so those listening, LCTCS, I'm throwing out acronyms, is Louisiana Community and Technical College System. Also, we've recently awarded a grant to St. James Parish's College and Career Center. Mm-hmm. That's a new mm-hmm. center that they've produced down there. That grant, for example, will be used to build out their electrical and instrumentation classrooms. We've also provided a grant to ABC, Associated Builders and Contractors. And I, I think this is a, a unique one, and I'm kind of excited about it. It's uh, The grant's going to be used to build a virtual platform for learning. Awesome. We've seen so many reasons why uh, virtual platforms need to exist today. COVID has changed the world, obviously. Right. But I mean, we've had hurricanes, we've had floods. Uh, if you think about when we're going virtual, where ABC wants to take this grant is focus on the book learning in a virtual environment, which will eliminate the time that the student has to be at the training facility on Highland Road or at mm-hmm. one of the high schools. Right. So if you think about ABC in particular and how they're training kids, during the day, there are kids, I say kids, men and women, who are being trained who are both employed and not employed. And then at night comes in a round of students who have worked all day and are being educated at the facility at night. So the thought process of this grant is if we can help the the young men and women who are being trained and are having to come from work to the facility, if we can take a number of those hours and shift it to their homes, Mm -hmm. then they can get off of work and go home and learn. We can have virtual training and instruction. And then what's going to happen is the time spent at the various facilities across our geographic area will be used for the practical aspect of the training. So it will eliminate the time that the kids have to sit inside of the classroom. I think that's great. I think that just provides more efficient use of time in the lab. So I think that companies and institutions embracing that is really, really good. Well, and, you know, to put a finer point, you think about and I've, of, I've often thought about this. You take a, a young man or woman who's working in one of the plant sites eight, ten hours a day, and then Let's assume that the work site is in Geyser. Right. And and he lives in Pierre Park. And after work, he's coming to the facility on Highland Road. He's spending two or three hours at the facility. And then he's going home and he's getting up to go to work the next day. That's a long day. So the thought process with this virtual training is allow him to go from Geyser back home to Pierre Park or wherever he lives and let him do the virtual training at home, continue the rigid testing and all, but the site visit, the presence at ABC for him or her will be when it's time to get his hands-on training and his practical training, which will eliminate a lot of that travel time. It's just, it's a win-win. 
I don't think anybody in Baton Rouge would ever complain about having to spend less time on the road. <laughs> and I don't think anybody else would complain about there being fewer vehicles on yeah, the road. Absolutely. I know that was also yeah. talks to accessibility too, yeah. right? Like, so if you, if you want to participate in this type of training, the opportunity to be able to do a lot of that book learning at home where you still have responsibilities with your family, you can participate heavily there and it's not as much of a, uh, a pull on your time than having to spend 100% of your time in that classroom. Yeah. And so we talk about wanting the, the underserved and some folks that may not have, you know, transportation. Uh, transportation and many opportunities to get there on as a frequent basis, right? This, this That really greatly expands the offering and I really believe that like, we don't take this opportunity, that chance to rethink how we do things. And we really missed a great opportunity to bring more value to folks, like being able to do training right. in the comfort of your home, at least for the book stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm proud to say that Pelican Chapter at ABC is, is on the forefront of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, the monies, if you will, will be not only to provide the craftsperson's access at home, there also will be teaching instructors on how to teach virtually as well because we don't want to leave it up to the student. We want him to have access to that instructor that he would otherwise have access in the classroom. That's right. So uh, it, it's it's going to be an exciting program, and I look for that to be uh, something that may be award-winning one day. Yeah, I, I really look forward to hearing about the development of that. What kind of challenges has LCEF seen recently? Challenges or opportunities, really. And and I I will tell you that one of the things I wanted to make sure we talked about, we're in the process of another grassroots campaign to raise funds through the community so that we can continue our good work. We will soon be reaching out to Gabria members and contractors and suppliers for anyone else who might be directly or indirectly involved with our industry. You know, the challenges that we continue to have is getting the word out to the tremendous career opportunities mm-hmm. that we talked about, Brandon yeah. and Jessica, that exist in our industry. Uh, that's why I'm sitting here today. And, you know, the additional challenges, as I see, although we are financially strong, LCEF, there are limits to granting money because our board's mission is to protect the corpus of the foundation. That's one reason why our focus over the course of the next couple of years will be fundraising as we get out of the COVID era. You said you would reach out to Gabriel members and contractors. What are some things that we could do today? Well, you're doing it right now, actually. And this interview is one of the ways that we're getting the word out. I think the, certainly uh, LCEF has been a hidden gem and it's difficult to get the word out. But hey, donations. I mean, donations uh, help provide the construction craft education opportunities to the community. I think we've demonstrated that we've been good stewards of the money that donors have graciously provided us. We're abiding by and living up to our mission. We have a pretty nice website. You can actually contribute on the website if you want. The website, I'm going to call it, is www.lceftoday.org. You know, the second thing, and, and this is the other side of the spectrum for anyone that might be listening, If anybody has a need Mm -hmm. that is craft-oriented, educational craft-oriented, that furthers the mission of our LCEF, they can go to that same website and apply for a grant. It's that easy. So please, if you have that need, go visit the website. So you mentioned they can go to the website to apply for a grant, but what does that process look like? Who manages that process, and what what am I doing here? Well, there's several drop boxes. One is who we are what we do. 
The other is how to donate. And then the one that you're touching on is the grant. It provides you a roadmap of applying for the grant. Now, I will tell you that I'm not, I've not applied for a grant, and I think it's, it's effortless. But if there are challenges for anyone on the website, our administrative manager of LCEF is the TJC group. That's Tim Johnson. He's a household name in our industry for both Gabria mm-hmm. and an ABC and NCCER. Yeah. His group manages LCEF in all of the grants, and his number, and I think I should include his number, if you have challenges in applying or have any other questions that the website doesn't provide you, Tim Johnson's group's phone number is 225-757-5527. That's a good question, and I'm glad you said that because sometimes you have challenges, you get frustrated. Tim Johnson's group can answer all those questions. (laughs) Absolutely. What about any concerns for LCEF outside of what we've already discussed? Well, Jessica, that could be a loaded question for me, but what I'd like to point out, I'm talking about industry concerns now. Okay. And I mean, I have several. I'm not going to belabor this, but, and we all know this, but I want, since I have a mic, I want to at least include this in our discussion. We in Louisiana compete against our neighbors, you know, Texas all the time. Of course. The rest of the country and actually the entire world because your members are worldwide. Louisiana has got to position itself as a friend to the industry and have a tax structure that entices them to move here so that they can reap the benefits of our state's tremendous natural resources. The second point I'd like to make is, uh, is, is our industry, construction and particularly in probably owners as well. Our industry's aging, and we must attract people into the crafts. That's what LCF's primary mission is, is to try and get enough delivery systems out there, state-of-the-art delivery systems, to make it easier for people to access craft training, as well as to make it conducive to today's environment, like we talked about virtual training. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the unlimitless opportunities that the industry provides. And then lastly, my concerns about, you know, the industry in and of itself is, and this has been going on for a while, but it's, it's, in, it's in the press quite a bit. We need to actively combat the environmental movement that distorts the, our industry's records and its successes. This industry has been tremendous to Louisiana and its population. Yeah. And, there seems to be a voice in the mainstream media, but our industry can defeat most of those arguments with facts. And you know, interestingly enough, talking about our geographic region, and I always say this, I'm also on the Associated Builders and Contractors Executive Board, and I'm often asked why there are so many Baton Rouge area, in particular contractors, that compete nationwide. It goes back to Decades ago, when a group of contractors decided to lock arms with a group of owners. That's 30 some odd years ago. And at that juncture, the state's public policy was not conducive Mm -hmm. and craft training was non existent. Today, as a result of that partnership between Gabria and contractors, particularly associated builders and contractors, 
our craft training over the last 30 years has produced one of the nations and if not the world's finest craft workforce anywhere. And as a result, when Cajun or Performance or all the Turner, all those guys go places around the country to compete for work, we're competing against each other. And it's kind of cool. And, I, and people ask why, and I always go back. It's a result of that partnership, that rich partnership that created a funding mechanism, that created craft training, that produced some of the finest workers in the, in the country. That's a story that I don't think gets told nearly enough. No. Right? I mean, we really, truly have the best workforce. I'd even go as far to say, you know, uh, the safest uh, workforce as well. I mean, we talked about before we got started here about how there's likely not another industry that has as many resources, people, money, time, everything that's dedicated into keeping the workforce safe and yep. the environment safe. And you know, I think that that story is starting to get out there more and more. But I agree with your maybe initial point, though, is that it gets displaced by a lot of non-factual discussion and comments from folks that are you know, mostly out of state. Mostly out of state <laughs> and, and truly don't have the, the interest of Louisiana at heart. It's really unfortunate because I can't recall what the multiplier effect is from industry. It's fairly high. Yeah, go listen to our last podcast with FG and ExxonMobil, and they get into the numbers of the multiplier effect of how many people, both directly and indirectly, because of their production of the new Sunshine Project, for example, in St. James, how many jobs that supplies to that area, how many tax dollars and good factual information about the good that they bring with them. You know, and Brandon, one of the things that you mentioned that's maybe a little bit of a personal journey was your part about safety and where our industry is. And I, I will tell you 30 years ago, it was not a priority, at least on the contractor level. And industry drove it. And I can take the journey of Cajun in and of itself 30 years ago and think about where our experience rate modifier was and our incident rate was, we were primarily a municipal contractor 30 years ago. And it was at that pivot, about that time, when ABC was started and the group got together, Cajun began working inside of the industry. And the industry at the time drove us to better safety processes. It drove us to a point to where it became a culture of ours and as a result, I would put our processes up against anybody, but I would also broaden that statement and put most anyone who's working behind the fences processes against any other industry that exists in the country. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't take a bet against it. I'll tell you that. So you mentioned the website. What other means can we do to stay up to date with LCEF, up on the news, recent grants you've given? Well, what we have not done well unfortunately, is to broadcast all the good that we've done. I mentioned to you a dozen places that we've made grants to. Yeah. And although most of those, we've invited media, media sometimes doesn't always show up. So yeah. it's on us, LCEF and the industry, to uh, to display all the good that LCEF is doing and, and the monies that uh, it's being distributed. Part of our focus is to make sure that we get testimonials from those that have received monies from LCEF. And then the other part, talking about the TJC group, mm -hmm. he's making certain that the money that's been granted to these entities 
are coming to fruition or being used wisely and are making a difference so that we don't make a mistake twice. Right. So the combination of those two, of getting the word out, doing things such as this uh, interview today, and making certain that media is aware when there are grants and that media is aware when there are successes from those grants is all part of our mission. Milton, any final closing remarks you want to make us aware of before we close out? Well, I've probably talked enough, but I, I really would like to thank Brandon and Jessica and the Gabriel Board for publishing this blog. Y'all are doing great work for the industry and the community as a whole. Uh, you're allowing me a venue to get a message out that some of us have been frustrated trying to get it out. So, uh, you know, that's that's really good. I'd also like to thank those that are listening and ask them to contact LCEF via the website if they're inclined to donate or if they have a reason for uh, applying for a grant. But I thank both of you for the time and, uh, and thank you for your effort. Thank you, Milton. Thank you. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to our episode today. And I would like to give a special thank you to Milton and to LCEF for their contributions to our community's workforce development opportunities. Please again consider visiting LCEF's website at www.lceftoday.org. Please also consider following Gabria on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or visit our website, www.gabria.org, for more information on our association and our upcoming events. And most importantly, please have a safe, wonderful day. Until next time.